I'm just like, that's me. And you know why I don't want to date again? Because I have fucking terrible taste in men. Rule number one. It's not it's not gonna happen. I just no. Well good luck welcome. with that. <laughs> well, welcome to the Red Rubin Red Wine Podcast, the podcast where we talk about murder, mystery, mishaps, and dating woes. I'm a single mom named Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I am a happily married woman named Sarah. No, oh, we get the best of both worlds on this podcast <laughs> me bitter you happy look at that look at that i'm happy for um, you thank you yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah no today was uh just one of those days where i'm like yeah i could use a father around here <laughs> took took the took the wee lad out I was like, you know what? I'm going to be so nice. We're going to have such a nice fucking day. We're going to go to the library. We're going to pick some books. We're going to educate yourself. <laughs> Screamed and threw the books everywhere. Embarrassed me. <laughs> I had to run out. And then we were like, oh, let's go get something to eat. Let's let's go to the park. Be nice. Oh, no. Same. Screaming. <laughs> He saw a bird, and I had to be standing next to him. It was just, you know, the... Oh, he didn't like the bird? He liked the bird, but he insisted that I go to Oswell oh. see the bird. And I was just <laughs> like, you know, times like these, I could really use a fucking father to yell at you right now. <laughs> you don't listen to me. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm laughing. It's not funny. And no, I am laughing and drinking because, you know, cheers to the single bobs out there. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to y'all, bad bitches. The uh, blah 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 blah. What is it? Miranda and oh god, what's her name? Charlotte. The Miranda and Charlotte conversation makes so much more sense now. Now that I'm an adult, not really an adult. I'm just like you know, I have a kid. Is that a Sex in the City thing? Yes. Oh, do you not watch that? We. We're going to get drunk one day and you, you know what? That's what we should do. That should be our show that we watch like over Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's like super long. Yeah. We <laughs> need something to bond <laughs> over other than this show. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, I am drinking. Oh, wait. I took a photo. I took a photo this time because I did not bring the bottle in. I really hope I don't drink this whole thing tonight. Oh, but. Nice. Oh, fuck. I can't pronounce this. Hmm. Mayomi. Miomi. It's a Pinot Noir from California, and it is delectable. Divine. I think I've had that one. It's really good. I don't... It's a twist off. Well, not that that's anything, but... Yeah. In my days of no longer chugging a bottle, an entire bottle by itself, I really am starting to appreciate a twist off because (laughs) corks just don't hold as well. Yeah. Well, I am drinking my uh, pumpkin spice latte beer. It's called the Beckiest. <laughs> Ooh. Because I guess, like, white girls named Becky drink pumpkin spice lattes. 
I like that. <laughs> I love a punny beer. Yeah. Beers cute. are really good at doing that. I wish wine would step its game up with that. Right. And then I have a White Claw also. Just double fist and for shits and gigs. If I finish this eventually. Yeah. We know we've been sitting on it. I, you know, I did pour this, my first glass, like, two hours ago, and it took me until I started to sit here to chug it, so kind of the same. Nice. But yeah, I mean, we definitely need to chug a little bit, because this this one, uh, she's unsolved, and she's... Oh, great. Mm-hmm. You know me. I'm coming right out of that Halloween. I'm, I've been sitting on this. I found this right when we started the whole Halloween thing. Like, for a month, I've been having to hold on to this. Ooh. Oh, it's been hard. There is one detail that we'll get into at the end that, like, is you'll find out is what drew me in. Because it was wild when I read about it. Mm. But, yeah, I guess we did a... We talked enough. We should just get right on in. Hell, Yeah. Yeah. So today I'm going to be talking about the disappearance of Renee Burl, Patricia Blow, and Ann Miller, otherwise known as, not by articles, but by me, as the sunbather's disappearance. Ooh. This one blew my mind because, yeah, we're, you, you, we're going to find out. So... We begin on July 2nd of 1966 when Renee Burl, 19, Patricia Blow, also 19, and Ann Miller, 21, decided to spend their day in the Indiana Dunes State Park in Chesterston, Indiana, and they decided specifically that they wanted to go to Lake Michigan. Patricia and Renee had known each other from high school, so I believe that all three of the girls had lived in the Chicago, Illinois area, though it wasn't specifically stated in the articles. But either way, Patricia and Renee went to high school together, and then all three of them actually went to the same ranch together, so that's how all three of them became friends. Anne and Patricia had actually gone to this area that they were visiting the week prior And they had so much fun going there, laying out, swimming, that they decided that they would go back and that they would bring Renee along with them and that they would make a day out of it. Sounds fun. Right? I mean, it's literally you, me, and uh, one of your friends, Rain, like we went to Austin. Yeah. I wasn't so happy because I was on my period, but (laughs) we went and it was fun. I fell on my ass. That was fun. (laughs) But they, you know, like they did the early wake up. It's just, I literally imagine us doing this. And so that's why it's just so odd. Because we literally went to a river that day. Like, yeah. They woke up at 8 a.m. They all went into Anne's 1955 Buick and headed out to the state park. They did make one stop on the way to get sunscreen because, you know, protect your skin. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up making it to the parking lot by around 10 a.m. Now, the lake that day would be fairly popular. There was an article uh, from the Unsolved Casebook stating that there were almost 9,000 visitors on that day alone. So I would imagine, yeah, like pretty packed. I mean, even though it's a state park, it's really spread out. Like, it's still a lot of people. And as you can imagine, 
perfect day to lay out and tan. As soon as they got there, it was about 88 degrees with a light wind from the lake that would cool you down. So, like, perfect layout weather. From the parking lot, the girls would hike out to the shore of the lake and lay their stuff out, start to tan. And then around noon, when the weather hit about 92 degrees Fahrenheit, sorry, did not convert that to Celsius. It's hot. Like, hot, you're sweating, you need to take a dip. So that's what the girls decided to do. They decided that they would take a dip, cool off, go from there. And it's while they're cooling off into the lake that a man approaches them in a boat. So this boat is anywhere from like 14 to 18 feet from some articles that I was reading, which is about like four and a half to five and a half meters. And this boat would have a blue interior. It had an outboard motor with three holes, which... I'm not a boat person. I had no idea what that meant. So I will post a photo of it. But it's like you have the main boat and then you have two little like things on the side. You know what I'm talking about? Like two little big ass wings. And I'll post a photo. Yep. And because yep. <laughs> it's pretty familiar with boats, but I'm like, I maybe know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. No, I was reading this and I was like, you are speaking another language. I <laughs> do not understand this. I like they were <laughs> I literally had to Google it because I was trying to find what part of the sentence was the sentence and what part was like describing the boat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't, it was uh, it was <laughs> hard. Now, it's not exactly known what is said between the man on the boat and the three girls, but whatever is said is obviously charming or works because the three girls decide that they are going to hop on the boat and from there the four would lead off west and disappear into the coastline. Oh, God, and that's just like something I would have done back in my. That's ex- that's something that we have done, not exactly like that, <laughs> that but we've done in that a land boat, a vehicle, yeah, a vehicle, a car. Oh, the like, and not stupid. Well, here we are. Land vehicles, man. <laughs> Got to be land careful. Boats. <laughs> land boats, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the lights kicked in (laughs) so yeah it's uh be careful god damn it and it's even worse because when you hear the description of this guy i a thousand percent would have gotten on his boat oh yeah Uh, and okay thousand percent did you say what year this is 1966 okay oh yeah yeah i would have gotten on i would have hopped right on no problems no questions asked hi fuck man i need to be more careful about my surroundings that's why i just like i'm I'm never gonna date again because luck will have it i will date a fucking killer oh my god (laughs) i'm just gonna be single for the rest of my life well i feel like because of the research we've done we know the what to look out for tell me that with this research that you have done it is a low-key fear of mine that my son will one day kill me (laughs) think about it all the time i've read so many cases and i'm like oh she did everything right (laughs) 
what the fuck it scares me it scares me i yeah. have my one eye opened at all times <laughs> i'm looking out for you motherfucker <laughs> there is a sighting that it's not confirmed but it was deemed super reliable by authorities so like take it as you will but there are sightings of three women eating and walking along the sand dunes and a mysterious man comes and picks them up. But according to these statements, it's a different mystery man. And it is also a different boat that picks them up. It's a cabin cruiser. Okay. And this cabin cruiser is said to have a radio slash telephone antenna. But it doesn't have any type of name printed on it, so it's obviously hard to identify in that way. But like I said, it's not confirmed. It's just people said, supposedly, but it's super reliable, supposedly, that they Hmm. saw these women later on. The hours go by, and when the sun starts to go down, the sky starts to get dark. Mike Yungalasa... And Francis, <laughs> Sarico, you know, they are a couple that was also on the shoreline that day. They begin packing their things and they look over and notice that the girls that they saw earlier in the day, their things are still out on the shoreline. Oh. They, like I said, had been planted next to that couple the entire day so they saw them go into the water they saw the exchange with this man and they're actually the ones who gave that statement later on to police about what happened Mm. you know kind of concerned they don't want to leave the things there they gather all of the things and decide that they would go to the park ranger and let them know what happened so the ranger whose name is bud connor would assume like many often do when they're on Lake Michigan that they were simply out for a moonlit boat ride and that they would come back and get their things when they were done. Bud. Bud Connor. (laughs) (laughs) So he puts them in his office for safekeeping so you know no one jacks it but with it being 4th of July weekend and with it being super popular he of course forgets that he has these girls things in his office and kind of forgets about the whole interaction with that couple oh until when two days later so a full two days goes by (gasps) and then bud connor gets a call from patricia's father Uh and patricia's father is asking you know have you seen these three girls we have been looking for them they haven't came come home we just want to know if you know are they still at this park this is where they wanted to go and then bud remembers oh my god i have their things i'm pretty sure that this is them so he he goes and he starts sifting through their things and he finds a set of car keys and so he decides to go out to the parking lot with the keys and that's when he would see ann's car So as soon as he discovers Anne's car, this is when he would decide to go ahead and contact police. And the girls are officially declared missing at this point. Holy shit. Yeah. So a search begins for the three girls along with this unidentified man that was seen with them. And it really just seems like they have just up and left without a trace. Uh. Sergeant Blake Edwards, who would take over the case, would 
begin to take a look into the girls' belongings, like actually look at what they had. And that's when they found that, you know, Renee had left a large size towel, shorts, a blouse. She had cigarettes. She had sunscreen, 25 cents in her purse and about $55 in checks along with the letter. Patricia had left behind a yellow robe, some sunglasses, a transistor radio, a white print towel, and a wallet containing $5, while Anne would leave behind a pair of denim shorts, a polo shirt, shoes, a white bathing cap, a comb, and a thermos bottle. The couple would describe this mystery man as a man in his early 20s who would be tan and with wavy dark hair. Oh. Which I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Kristen's like, all aboard. Uh, I would. Throw I me would a live jacket. <laughs> I would be gone. I would be gone. It sucks. <laughs> fuck. I would be dead. God damn it. I really need to start making better decisions in life about the people that I date. I, I went on That's a what- jet ski with a random like 40 or 50 year old once. But he he was super cool like, and super nice. Like it wasn't actually exactly. But it could but then, have been creepy and dangerous. Exactly, but it wasn't. <laughs> exactly, it's just exactly to all of that. It's like <laughs> it could go either or. You could have the best night of your life, or you, <laughs> that's why it just fucking like it sucks. I like there's this one girl that keeps popping up on my TikTok, and she's like, "Oh, my husband uh, was like you know cheating on me with a 19 year old and." I found love and then he fucked me over and then I went on like a eat, pray, love, but it was like eat, pray, hashtag FML or something like that. And she wrote a book about it and became famous. And I'm like, you know, one wrong move and that eat, pray, hashtag FML could just be hashtag FML and you're like in a fucking ditch. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) you never know how it's going to (laughs) go. Is that wrong of me to say? I don't know. But that's like, I'm just like, God damn. God damn. I would no, love to go to Europe on my own. But the thought of me just being, what's that? I would that, never Liam? let you do that. That Liam Neeson movie, uh, Kidnapped. It's not kidnapped. Taken. Taken. <laughs> yes. It, I, we that would be a me. Liam Neeson movie today. Oh my god. It's just like I would I would fucking be in that taxi cab. Yeah, let's party. You don't even have to stop at my hotel. Let's just go. <laughs> Fuck me. This is why I'm not allowed out outside of the house anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry guys. Did not mean to go on that uh tangent. Investigators would try and start the investigation by trying to find a lead on the boat that was last seen with the trio, but the search seems kind of effortless. Um, mm. The Coast Guard that day estimated that there were around 6,000 boats that had been on that lake that day alone. Oh, jeez. A lot of men fit that description of the mystery man that was driving around that boat, which, goddamn, I wish I was on that lake that day. <laughs> Not really. Bad joke. Take it back. Sorry. I know. Sorry. Sorry. comedy podcast what are you gonna do (laughs) so sergeant burke who i think i had said was in charge of this began questioning staff members of the park uh he began a search of the shore and the waters but since it took over two days to even realize technically that these girls had gone missing on lake michigan 
it would be almost nearly impossible for them to find any type of viable evidence that was left on the shore. It literally defeats the whole 48-hour window. Yeah. You're, you, like, missed the entire it's window. It's, like, long gone. Yeah. And especially on a beach in particular, like, evidence yeah. is so hard to come by. So the fact that it is, yeah, days old, uh, it mm. makes it that much harder. I can't even imagine. It's, it, it, while it sucks, it is very easy to see why. Because, it like, what evidence do you have? They literally went on a boat and, like, sailed off into nowhere, like, it's just uh and then we get into it even more it just gets even more baffling even more confusing oh God. okay what became very sp- suspicious to investigators and what i've kept a secret until now Ooh. is that the note that was found in renee's purse was actually a letter that was dated two weeks prior and renee spilled some tea because <gasps> In that letter, she stated that she wanted to leave her husband due to the fact that he spent all of his free time either working on his car or hanging out with friends. Uh-huh. And Renee is the, I guess she's the older one? Uh, I think Renee is the 19-year-old. Okay, I was like, and, hold on, I, I know it's the 60s. Yeah, and is the twenty one year old. Yeah, so. yeah, girls. The sixties. We are year we're hmm funny that you mentioned that because we're gonna get into all that sixties information. But yeah, oh. it's the sixties, so like very much not what we live in today by any means. <laughs> very much very married. <laughs> very much very married, very much no women's rights. We'll get into that. Now, obviously, upon finding this letter, investigators okay are like, Okay, Jeffrey homeboy renee's husband what's up yeah what's going on this is slightly concerning what is up with you according to him he was like no like i i honestly did not think that we had any difficulties in our marriage (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like okay maybe like a man being a man i can't actually see that i can't actually see a man not knowing that his wife is unhappy until she's like fucking leaving him, and he's like, "What? But yeah, one hundred percent. Anything was wrong." Yeah. And <laughs> so I and like, okay, hint. Jeffrey doesn't. He's not a main character in this. Like, I personally don't think that Jeffrey has anything to do with this. So mm-hmm. I really do think that it's one of those situations where he was just kind of like a dumb husband. <laughs> he didn't really yeah. like know what was going on. And when the investigators would talk to her family, they would pretty much back up Jeffrey and be like, you know, it was a good marriage. We don't even know what problems she would be talking about. But at the same time, you can very much have a wife that is unhappy in the marriage and she's not going to tell even her family or close friends about it. So it's right. I wouldn't say it's like out. It's probably why she wrote it down on papers because she didn't want to tell anyone Mm -hmm. she just like needed a way to vent and investigators really their theory is that she wrote this letter after an argument just venting and then after she wrote it she was just like okay well now that I got that out on paper you know it's not gonna happen but I feel better don't gotta worry about it 
Bleh. Cool. Bleh. Move on. And I mean, I like. It was odd, and how why why she kept it? I feel like was kind of odd, but yeah, I feel like I, think- I don't know. Maybe she carried it with her because she didn't want her husband to find it. But then, like, or, why not throw it away? Like, yeah. you're literally at a lake. You could have... And she went to the lake the previous day, and, like, she's been out. She's had that for... According to the research, it was, like, two weeks. Like, obviously, you've been out in public, and you've had a chance to throw it away. So, I think it's odd that she kept it. I Maybe, it like, to me, it personally speaks that maybe there was something more to this relationship than she let on to the public, and... Obviously, Jeffrey's not going to fucking tell the truth if something is going on. But I thought it was really interesting. Do I think Jeffrey did any of what I'm about to say? No. But I thought it was, like, a really interesting point. Yeah, because the fact that, I don't know, it's almost like she wanted, she maybe could have wanted to keep record of, you know, that argument they had that, influenced her to write that down or um saved it for like proof later to like maybe reread how she was feeling i don't know yeah for like therapeutic reasons yeah or like if she went to get a divorce she could oh for like evidence reread that to you know kind of i don't know On July 6th, while there was yet another search that was happening along the shorelines, investigators would actually find some debris that washed up about three miles away from where the girls were last seen. So when they found this debris, to investigators, it, I guess maybe they thought that like a boat accident had happened. Yeah. And that the girls have could have potentially died in a boating accident. And that would explain what happened. Because this debris, according to articles, seemed like debris left over from a crash. But when Coast Guards would inspect the reports, they wouldn't find any reports of a crash or any reports of a missing boat or anything like that. So it's hard to say, and I think I say later on, like, when I get into the theories and whatnot, like, they couldn't determine how long that debris had been there, so it's hard for you to say, like, oh, it's for sure from 4th of July weekend or whatnot. Right, like, if it's even related at all. Yeah, it just happened to potentially wash up three miles away from where the girls were last seen, or it's totally connected and this has something to do with it. It's like a 50-50 chance, you know? Yeah. But either way, they would order an air patrol to go around and see if they can find any more, like, if they can find an actual wreck, if there are more pieces of this boat out there, or if there are more pieces of this debris floating around. But, of course, nothing came of this. They would get divers to go in and search the actual lake, and again, nothing would come of this. Hmm. With nothing else to lose the investigators would go and begin to ask the public if you have anything if you have any information you know please hand it over to us so lake michigan is a really big lake right it's super big so big so big i maybe say i think i say some interesting facts about it yes i do yeah it's it's huge ginormous really i was thinking 
I don't know if I say the size, just think really big though. And when the police go to the public for information, like any other time, they get calls from everywhere, Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, Chicago, and they're like, oh, I've seen the woman over here. I've seen the woman over there. Mm. None of it is confirmed. They're just all whatever sightings. Yeah. But what would happen is that they would luck out when a family decides to turn in tapes from when they were actually recording on the lake that day. And what investigators found in this footage were two boats that seemed to be a particular interest to them. Ooh. So the first was that 16 to 18 foot, so that five and a half meter uh, trimaran roundabout with a three hole design so like like I said I don't know anything about boats I think maybe that's the name of it I was really well, trying after you describing the three parts that makes sense the tri you say mar- marin or is it marine, marine. the tri the trimaran oh marin yeah I think trimaran so runabout mm-hmm. I was like reading the sentence and I was like where does the boat name end and the rest of the sentence start (laughs) it was very hard for me i know nothing about boats like ooh, sorry but it was made of fiberglass i can tell you that much and it was driven by a mystery man that was accompanied by the three women that would match the description of renee and and patricia the second boat would appear a few hours later at about 3 p.m and i could not get an exact time at as to when they found the 16, 18 foot boat, but I would assume it was at 12 noon when they he had picked the girls up. So the second boat would appear around 3 p.m. And this one was what they would describe as a 26 to 28 foot. Sorry, I didn't convert it on this one. But it was a Trojan cabin cruiser. So this one matched the description of the boat that had picked up the, those three women on the sand dunes that had matched... Uh, Patricia, Renee, and Anne. But this cabin cruiser actually had three men aboard that was accompanied by three women. Hmm. And when they looked closely at this Trojan cabin cruiser, they would find that this cabin cruiser had no radio, or it had a radio and telephone antenna, but it had no name visible on the side. So it matched the description of that boat that had picked them up on the sand dunes. So what investigators think is that this mystery man picked up the three girls at noon, drove over to these sand dunes, dropped them off, went back over to this area and got the Trojan cabin cruiser along with these two men And then went back to pick up the girls. Because like I had mentioned earlier, the first mystery man was reportedly not the same man that picked them up in that cabin cruiser. It was a different guy. Right. So, kind of makes sense. Like, it aligns. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still like getting pulled a few directions but i definitely could see him being like oh i could drop y'all off like maybe one of them had to use the bathroom or something and he he's like oh and i have some more friends i can party with us we can bring another boat we'll come pick you up i I thousand percent see it no he picks me up he drops us off at the sand dunes and he's like hey baby don't worry about it i have two other guys for your girls 
And we got a bigger boat that we can party on. I'm just going to yeah. go pick them up. I'll be right back. And I'll be like, hell yeah, baby. I'm going to tan, get something to eat while I'm waiting. I'm just like, fuck. Perfect victim. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how you're throwing choices. babies in there. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like playing just, it all out. <laughs> I just really want someone to call me baby and brush my hair off to the side at night. Oh. <laughs> But with all of this information, investigators, of course, are just like, eh, don't got anything. <laughs> like, it's no vanished. leads. <laughs> Literally to this day, it remains a cold case. What the fuck? I'm like, this is where the case would pretty much end if I didn't have theories that I'm about to talk okay, about. Okay, I was about to say, wait, so is that it? <laughs> That's pretty much it until um, we get into these theories. Okay. But I'm just like, what the actual budge? McGee, are you yoking me? <laughs> so the theories that we have, the first one, like I had previous, like I had previously <laughs> mentioned, was the boating accident. So this one comes from the debris that was found the three miles away from where the trio was last seen. So obviously, it could be extremely realistic that the women were in the boat when it crashed and you know died as a result from this crash but the problem that comes from this is that there is no significant evidence that a wreck ever occurred on the lake as well as a boat never being reported missing that weekend or you know bodies showing up you didn't have four bodies coming up presuming you know of course that the man had died in the boat with them but to this day, I want to... 66, so... Oh my god, so much math. 55. Yeah, 55 years later, to this day, no... None of... the No bodies have been found. But in my mind... It could easily be like, maybe he accidentally crashed the boat... The three of them died, he lived. No, it doesn't make sense. I feel like in order for three people to die in a boat crash, it would be a significant crash. So it would be something that either that boat is not driving away from or like someone around is going to notice a really Yeah, if it was as crowded as they say, around. someone yeah. would have witnessed the crash probably or at least seen the remnants or the aftermath from immediately after. Or and, see a really messed up boat driving around the lake. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is the... Is the I'm just going to look it up. But I was going to ask, is the lake near the Canadian border? It's pretty big, so I wouldn't be surprised. And it's yeah, it is. Right it's on the Canadian too. border. Yeah. What if they got trafficked? Oh, that's actually a theory that does not pop up, but that is wow. That actually makes a lot of sense. Where people were definitely trafficking in '66. I mean, yeah, or some kind of form like kidnapping for whatever yeah. reason i mean they were fairly young so hmm. hmm who knows damn that's actually a really good theory and that's not one that i talk about they could very well have been trafficked or you know just fucking sold into 
or who knows or i'm thinking maybe somewhere on the lake there's secret little coves and caves that they went to like party at or party in and uh the guys just had their way and either something happened or they intentionally yeah did it did something it's hard it's hard it's really hard to say there is one theory that I talk about that I a thousand percent believe happened. At least it makes the most sense in my mind that I believe it happened. But if it didn't happen, that would be a close second. Either that or yeah, it was just like there's some random fucking douchebags that were like, let's have some fun. And either like one or two of them got hurt and they were like, now the rest of them have to Yeah. But... In the end, like I had mentioned previously, uh, the investigators weren't able to determine how long the debris had been out there. So it's hard to say if the crash, the debris that they found even came from that weekend Mm. that they went missing. So it's a big up in the air if that evidence is really even relevant to the case. So you just kind of leave it up to you. The next theory that we have is drowning. Mm. So... It's another obvious theory that you have when you were in a lake. The (laughs) girls, you know, simply drowned when they went out swimming. Mm -hmm. This is a theory that Superintendent William Svetik, sorry, I said that wrong, but he believes that this is what happened because statistically, Lake Michigan claims... A lot of lives. Uh, a, a lot. So more people die in Lake Michigan than any other Great Lake in the United States. Oh. Uh, s- some years, Lake Michigan will actually have higher numbers of death than all four of the Great Lakes in the United States combined. Okay. Now, Anne Renee... Or Anne, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, Anne... Renee and Patricia were all said to be really strong swimmers and particularly Patricia she said it was supposedly said that she could swim anywhere from 20 to 30 miles which get a girl (laughs) yeah I can't do that (laughs) impressive but as we have said in past episodes check out (laughs) check out (laughs) check out (laughs) I can't talk (laughs) But as we have said in past episodes, check out Lake Lenore episode. Don't remember what number that is. <laughs> it's really fucking easy to drown if you don't have a life jacket on, people. Fun fact, not so fun fact. According to the Red Cross, 60% of drownings occur to people that are said to be good swimmers. 80% of that are also said to be male and a ring a dang dang 99% of these people are said to not be wearing life jackets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wear your life jackets people. You may look dorky some but sort it's going to save your night. Some sort of floaty at least. Some sort of little floaty canody to get you through the day. I like to take a life jacket but not wear it like around my arms. I'll sit in it like a chair and just sit in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said it before. I cannot float, so life jacket needed. Very much needed for me. 
In Lake Michigan, though, so many things can happen. Even in a lake without undercurrents, even outside of Lake Michigan, it's it's terrifying. Please, if you don't believe me, Google it. It's very easy to die in a lake, for the love of God. Just wear a fucking <laughs> life jacket. Okay? <laughs> lake Michigan, in particular, is so dangerous due to the strong outward currents that will just straight up pull people into the open water. Oh, yikes. So, I was going to ask earlier if it has currents, but I figured you would, like, yeah, say it eventually. Yeah, she does. Lake Damn. Michigan is, it's kind of crazy because it's almost like an ocean. It is so big. Like, I, I highly encourage, I will post a photo, like an aerial view, I guess, of the whole thing. But I really encourage y'all to look up Lake Michigan. Like, she's ginormous. There's one photo where it's like, a, they have a fucking huge ass pier. And the tide gets so high that the pier, when it's low tide, is like 20 in my eyes, it looks like 20 feet up in the air. It's fucking high. It's She's high. Wow. And so, yeah, because of the high waters levels, sometimes, apparently, potentially on the pier that I saw in the photos on Google, people have the potential of being swept off. Yeah, dramatic silence because terrifying, literally swept off. I'm not even joking. Literally swept off the pier because it yeah dead dead you can't swim back from that because it's a fucking 20 i'm not uh, yeah bye no i don't even that the one percent of the life jacket deaths are because of that because not even a life jacket could save you from that holy fucking right. shit um but yeah so they have that the potential yeah to be swept off a pier they also have really high winds that play into people's deaths but like i've said with the 55 years that sarah figured out that (laughs) has passed that these bodies have not been discovered on this lake it's at least in my mind kind of understandable or kind of um unreasonable that they just simply drowned because i know you said like in lake uh erie or not Right? Lake Erie? Lake Lanier. Lanier. Lake Lanier. I know that you had said in Lake Lake Lanier that bodies will tend to rise up, but I don't... I just feel like if 55 years have passed, something out of those three bodies has bound to turn up. Well, some bodies resurfaced, some didn't. But... Out of the three, none of those bodies resurfaced. I'm like, I don't know the statistics on that, but that seems like pretty uh, low to me. Probably just because wherever they were disposed of. I don't know. Could I very well like not even be in the lake. I just, yeah, that too. <laughs> but I feel like, but in for the theory that they drowned solely if we're just talking about this theory i feel like at least one of the girl's bodies would have surfaced by now it's been 55 years but then it's hard to say like if well i know water also preserves maybe a little better but uh, unless it gets uh, picked away by fishes i don't know it's hard to say hard to say hard to say (sighs) 
So the next theory is the one that I personally believe the most. And trigger warning, because I remembered to do it this time, I am going to talk about some animal abuse. So, fair warned. Mm. This theory comes from one of the pretty much only solid leads that came from this case. And it has to deal with a man named Silas Jane. Oh. And the theory is, is that Silas Jane murdered all three of these women. Who's Silas? Hmm, Silas. Because apparently... The luxurious life of horseback riding is not as luxurious as one would actually imagine. Because there is this group. There is this group called the Horse Syndicate. I don't know why my cases have been having some really uh, culty groups in it lately. But they have this group called the Horse Syndicate. And essentially it's a network of trainers veterinarians, owners, and writers, and they're all criminals, and they all intentionally kill their horses (gasps) to collect insurance money. (gasps) There's your trigger warning. Yeah. I could probably do a whole case about this. If you want to know more, just let me know. But yeah, it is apparently really well known within the horse community that they are in in this town and Silas is essentially the leader oh so when the investigation starts behind how the girls could go missing and they start interviewing friends and family the investigators start to find some unsettling connections between the horse syndicate and these women so Patricia's mm -hmm. Patricia's friend would claim that About four months prior to the disappearance of three girls, Patricia would show up with bruises on her face, and she would claim that this was due to the syndicate. What the fuck? Because as you can imagine, the syndicate is not filled with nice people. Duh. Right. Criminals. Right. They kill horses. And Silas had a huge grudge. He had a grudge with his half-brother named George. Oh, God. And and Patricia, Renee, and Anne all rode horses that stayed at George's stable called Tricolored Stables. Ah. And it was at this stable... That the girls would witness a failed assassination attempt on George's life. What? When a car bomb in his Cadillac went off when a 22-year-old named Cheryl Lynn Rude was moving it after George asked her to do so (gasps) for him. Holy shit. Holy cheese balls. I was not expecting that when I read this. Oh my gosh. And that's All not right, even the theory that got me into this. Oh shit. Yes. I was like, this is it, right? That one? No, it's not. It's not. It's crazy. It gets crazier, believe it or not. But this is the one that I believe the most. 
So essentially, these three women, Renee, Anne, and Patricia, witnessed the hit that was meant to be on George, but instead happened to Cheryl. And because of this, Silas decided that he needed to take a hit out on these three girls as well. (sighs) Now, at the time, Silas was currently in prison for a hit that occurred in October 28th of 1970 because some years had passed Mm -hmm. by the time they got this information okay because by this time he had successfully gotten someone to shoot his half-brother george jane on his son's 16th birthday oh wow and there were rumors around town that this was not obviously the first hit that he had successfully done Mm mm-hmm This theory would only gain popularity among people when you find out sometime after the women had disappeared that Silas Jane would make a confession to a local sheriff that there were actually three bodies that were buried on his land, though he would not name the victims. (gasps) Thankfully, the sheriff has his right mind. Has a good head on his shoulders. And he's like, okay. Investigating this immediately. We are going to extract this land. See what the fuck is up. (laughs) But. (laughs) (laughs) The sheriff would be killed in a mysterious farming accident. And after the sheriff's death, the lead would be dropped and no search would take place on his property, on Silas's property. What the fuck? What the fuck? He fucking did it! <sighs> and to nail this theory right on the motherfucking Are you going to tell me what Silas looks like? No. Oh. No. I'm going to tell you something even more interesting, Sarah. Because... There is a person of interest named Ed Neffield, who, wait for it, is a cop. Of course. He was said to have been the middleman, hiring the hit to carry out the murder for his half-brother, George Jane. And what do you know when you look into this Ed Nedfield, according to an insurance claim, Ed took some vacation days the last around the last time that the girls were seen. Oh. He also notified his insurance company that the boat that he owned had been destroyed <gasps> in an accidental fire. That also happened around the time that the girls were last seen. He fucking did it. Put him in jail. He's probably dead, so this is all for nothing, but fucking he did it, Ed Neffield. I'm going to type your last name out, and that'll do it. Guilty. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. 
can someone please go dig up his grave? I would do it, but I really don't want to be dead. I am. I do have a child to raise. The enemies, eh? But alas, Silas dies in 1987, so we very melt. Sorry, I had a stroke. (laughs) We may never know. Is that what you tried to say? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we may never know. We may never know. Until someone goes and digs up his property, um, which probably won't. why the fuck haven't we? I want to know. It's probably on private property, and like, I don't yeah, know. it's and the fucking cops are in on it. Obviously, but you know what? So. If they are bodies illegally buried in your yard, because you have to have a permit to do that. I listened to this. Uh, segment today about um the legalities on burying bodies in your yard and how in most states it's actually legal you just have to get the correct permits and approvals um Hmm. so (laughs) well what do you know so seeing as he he probably doesn't have those it's probable cause hands down probable cause for sure and if i'm the reason it gets solved you're you're welcome (laughs) Detective Sarah <laughs> on the case. <laughs> but according to investigators, there was never enough evidence against Silas technically to charge him. So it is really like a matter of public opinion, which I am the public and I opinion <laughs> that this man is guilty because what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's what really happened now for the other theories because <laughs> we have two more uh there is a theory that they just simply started off a new life they wanted fresh air and a fresh life without their cigarettes yeah so since their <laughs> bodies were never found and you know there was that letter that was found in Renee's belongings that said she wanted to leave her husband the police of course, it's always their fucking first response. Oh, well, they just didn't want to come back. So, Renee obviously had been somewhat unhappy in her marriage for whatever reason. And Ann Miller, who was unwed, had reportedly told friends that she was three months pregnant. Ooh. And that the father of her child was a married man. Ooh. Now, at the time, she had told others that she was planning on going to a home for unwed mothers in order to have the baby there. And as for Patricia, after her scuffle with the horse syndicate, she had begun to tell friends that she was going to leave Chicago and go somewhere where no one would find her. Hmm. But if the girls did plan to start a new life, then it wouldn't make sense for them to leave the items that they came with. Because that $55 check that was left on the shore is equivalent to $400 in today's money. Yeah. That's obviously like cash I would want. 
And on top of that, Patricia had just won a $900 horse race, which in today's money is $7,000. So she just won that in Wyoming and she had yet to claim the winnings. So that's just like literally free money that she has floating that obviously you would take before you leave. Right. Patricia had also told her mom that day that she was going to be home early so that she could make dinner for her mom and her mom's husband. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So not it, it. like to, to me, this is just like the most unlikely scenario. But yeah, it's a I was thinking that... like, oh, man, maybe. But honestly, even if they staged their belongings being left behind, she Patricia wouldn't have left the one winnings. And I don't think she would have told her mom that. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Even, like, I don't care how much money you have saved up. $400. I mean, you would have to have, like, tens of thousands of dollars saved up for me to not care about $400. Yeah, that's why I was like, the 25 cents left in a purse, the $5 left in a purse makes sense, but the checks, no. Yeah. No. Unless it's just... cashing them somewhere could make them be traced. Yeah, but then, like, why not cash them on the way right. over yeah, like they obviously had a chance because I, I would imagine in the '60s, like you could cash a check at a gas station. It seems like something you would be you able could, to do. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But like, I'm pretty sure you when could. you went, yeah, when you went to go get sunscreen, easily could have. I don't know if you could have done it for 400, but I mean, like, who knows? I saw something in a show recently. It was like, I'm pretty sure, like before ATMs existed. And I could be so wrong. People could withdraw or deposit. Maybe not deposit, but withdraw out of gas stations. Or I'm thinking yeah, something else. Yeah, that's why I'm like, the, it was like back in the day. Who really knows? But it's... Oh, it yeah. No, really they could seems... cash in a check at a gas station. Um, not no. Not deposit or withdraw from your account. But you could basically, extra- yeah, cash in a check. Yeah, so it just seems really funny to me that, like, if they were about to leave, why wouldn't she cash that check? So, to me, out of all the theories I say, because the next one I say is really crazy, and this is the one that, like, got me to actually, like, know about this case. I don't believe it, though. But other than that, like, this theory is the one that I'm just, like, roll my eyes out. I don't really believe is true at all. You would, I don't know, just have more evidence i feel like yeah so the last theory that i have is the abortion theory oh it's the whole reason that i picked this case because when i read it my fucking jaw dropped because as we know Anne told her friends that she was pregnant with a married man's child Now, what I haven't mentioned at this point, sorry, I had to keep another secret from you, was that Patricia, too, was also pregnant. (gasps) And just like Anne, the father was a married man. (laughs) Which I, I don't know if they knowingly got into a relationship with a married man, but at the end of the day, just don't do it. Don't. Just don't knowingly go into a relationship with someone who is in a relationship. 
coming from experience, it always ends violently. <laughs> always ends violently. My phone was demolished. Just don't do it. I learned. I learned my lesson, Satan, and I shall never do it again. <laughs> Just don't do it, guys. It's not. It's not worth the mental health issues, you know. Or the violent yeah, issues. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, uh, fast no. forward. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> you know, I never said I was a role model. <laughs> just someone fun to listen to. We we, so, we yeah. uh, do claim to be mishaps, so just <laughs> we, we, to be fair. It is, in, it is in the fine print. Uh, we are neither role models nor uh, angels, just pure mishaps. <laughs> So yes, we have two women that are pregnant with married men's children. Like I said, I don't know if they were said that they were single and then they like got deceived, pregnant. And they were yeah. like, "Yeah, no, I'm pregnant. Oh, I'm married. Can't." Uh. But either way, it's like I said, the fucking sixties, and it is not the same today as me, a single mom, in. 2021 as a single mom in fucking late 60s right and roe v wade has yet to cease to exist for another seven years so women's rights are like not even in the blink of existence right so you have two women who are about to be socially outcast who really have no other option and abortion is illegal in illinois shut up i'm drunk shut up you shut up i said illinois you shut up i said illinois (laughs) in illinois i had to lighten it up somehow you know my stupidity for me (laughs) so the theory (laughs) shut the fuck up so the theory is is that they go to this lake in pursuit of an undercover abortion Oh, well, across the border to Canada? Was it legal in Canada? Actually, I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, Here, me speaking on a culture I have no... (laughs) A a culture, a country I have no knowledge of. I honestly have zero idea. But what I do know is that in the area, there are two people named Helen and Frank Largo... That allegedly, don't sue me, allegedly, were offering abortions to women in need in the area that the girls disappeared at. They had a cabin near the Lake Michigan area. I know Lake Michigan is big, but it's like really close to where they disappeared that they were doing this operation. And on top of that, they also had a nephew named Ralph Largo Jr. that matched the description of the mystery man that was seen on the trip the day that the trio had went missing. Okay. And to rub salt into that wound, he did admit to being on the beach that day. Mm Mm-hmm. So what investigators think or what people assume of this theory... Is that Ralph Jr. would pick up Renee, Anne, and Patricia. He would bring them over to his aunt and uncles for the abortion. And either one or both of the girls 
just ended up having a terrible experience. <laughs> Not a terrible experience. I'm sorry. You know, how, <laughs> how can I say this? They ended up dying. <laughs> like, either Anne or Patricia would end up dying, and in order to cover their tracks, they would have to kill all three of them, or all two or all one of them, with whoever was left. God damn. Like I said, though, this is, like, the most shocking theory and the one that you're like, oh, my God, you could write a book about. Like, I do not. This one, I think, is almost the most far-fetched because I just can't imagine. And I know the uh, undercover uh, crime or whatever article that I had read had mentioned it, and it was a really good point, is, like, what girl in their right mind would get an abortion in a bathing suit or like be swim out to a lake? I guess like maybe it's illegal and you're desperate, but if they live in a cab in a cabin out somewhere, like you could easily drive there and do it in secret. I don't know if maybe it was a thing that they would make them do to drive out to the lake to make it seem inconspicuous. But to me, it just seems I I don't know why I very much believe the hit more than I do this. But it's a fucking wild opinion. It's a wild theory. I don't know where my cards lay. Yeah, to be honest. I am For me, mm. for me they definitely lay with the Silas theory. You like that cop uh, oh no everything everything lines up and i'm like oh he did it he did it for sure i do lean towards that one but i'm also getting pulled a few directions it's just like you never know really you and never it- know and then it's always like the one that's so obvious that people don't think about that tends to be the truth right so i'm like damn maybe it really was that you know they pulled a fucking Kristen and sarah and this time it was just with the wrong dude and it ended badly which just has me thinking every life moment i've ever been through this case really fucked me up when i read it because i was just like god damn this is if we were in the 60s this is us and it's mm-hmm. it's thinking literally about all us. the rivers and lakes i've been <laughs> to throughout my life like Ugh. yeah yikes well don't think i'm a terrible person i definitely have you know made amends I'm not the sinner I was back in the day. Nor am I. But yeah, I guess a little bit about the victims before we head out. So Renee is a white female. She was 19 at the time of her disappearance. Her maiden name is Sluneko, and she was 5'9", and around 120 to 150 pounds around the last time she was seen. She does have brown hair and hazel eyes, and at the time, she was wearing a brown swimsuit with green flowers and gold leaves. Patricia went by the name Pat or Patty. She was also a white female and was 19 at the time she disappeared. She was 5'4 and 114 pounds. She had brown hair and brown eyes and was possibly pregnant at the time of her disappearance. She was also wearing a bright yellow swimsuit with work with ruffles and Anne was a white female who was 21 years old at the time of her disappearance she was 5'2 and her weight is unknown she did have brown hair and blue 
She has brown hair and blue eyes. She may have been three months pregnant, but it is not for sure. And she was wearing a blue two-piece bathing suit and red belt. And there were some phone lines that I knew you could contact, or at least the Charlie project that was made uh, for each of these girls that I will link down below. But to this day, the case has been unsolved, and to this day, they have yet to be found. So if there is any information out there, definitely share it, you know. Any information is good information. Yes. That is, that is the disappearance of Renee Burl, Patricia Blow, and Ann Miller, otherwise known as the Sunbather's disappearance that I coined. <sighs> wow. Yeah, coming right back at you. What the? That one took a turnsies. Yeah, it definitely... I was not expecting the twists and turns i was four pages in and i was like damn am i about to not have enough but then i got into the theories and i was like whoa there's actually way more than i need to talk about right it's actually insane hell yeah but you just this shows you one women's rights matter because if you i won't go into detail but two <laughs> <laughs> and two be careful with who you hang out with even if you think it's a fun situation or if it's a cool situation like sarah and i a thousand percent have been guilty of that you just yeah we gotta just be being careful. dumb as fuck oh so dumb. not caring we gotta be careful yeah. we gotta look out for one another look out for the people around you if red you flags see something, say sketchy something. and sus yeah. Suspicious. If you see someone in trouble, male or female, in a sketchy situation, be that helping voice for them. Help them. Yeah. You never know. What's or going like, on. run away and dial nine one one as fast as you fucking can. Yeah. And if you see a sketchy car doing something, fucking jot that license plate down. You never know when it's going to come in handy. Ever. Hell yeah. My notes filled with random license plate numbers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gotta do it. Gotta That's do smart. it. I never know when I'm going to be a part of something groundbreaking, you know? Very smart. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time, Well, I was time, about to guys. say, cheers to uh, that. I guess we already kind of said cheers to being aware, safe, mm-hmm. report. Yes. Cheers to being a good human being. Or at least trying the best you can be because... God knows it's not easy. Huh. So until next time, guys, be sure to follow us on all the good stuff. At R-A-R-W podcast. And be sure to send us an email about really anything you want. All are welcome. Red Rum and Red Wine Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time for Sarah's story. I'm super excited. Hey, y'all. Bye. Mm. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, were we going to say something else? I have nothing to say about that. <laughs>